It's episode 134 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in my house with the owner and head chef of Eight Restaurant, Megan Lee. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for just, you know, accepting my offer to be on, not offer, but like invitation, because yeah. we'd only exchange like a few DMs, because I try to like make friends or make nice with y'all before I invite you and you were just so down and I really appreciate it. I that. will say I was like low-key waiting to see if I ever got asked. Yes. Thank so, Okay. Awesome. I, I really was. I was like, will I ever be asked? And yes. I mean, you did. So when I saw that friend request, I was like, accept. And yeah. And so that's, that's like my game. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. If, if I do, if I like start following you, like yeah. my intention is to talk to you at some point. Okay. Uh, cause your restaurant is incredible girl. Thank you. Like absolutely. Thank you so much. When I have people come in town because I have good friends in Austin mm -hmm. your spot is where I hit up that's great yeah I, I love mean, hearing that yeah it's really I mean fantastic and so you've been around since 2015 the restaurant yeah September 2015 will be six so it'll be six years this year yes wow because uh -huh. in 2015 there really wasn't much going on in Corpus like with uh that those kinds of restaurants like with yeah. the modern feel I feel like I I mean, I don't want to give myself the credit like that, but I, I will do. say, oh, thank you. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was a lot of like mom and pop restaurants, which I am. Yes. I am totally a mom and pop restaurant. You'll see them in the back. But I didn't feel like it was just, I mean, I hate to say it, modernized. Mm -hmm. And I don't even claim myself to be like modern cuisine or anything. I'm not doing like cool foams and smoke or anything. Okay, that's too modern Yeah, for that's, me. that's too I think much that's too for modern me. for South It was Texas. more like, I just felt like some restaurants weren't, giving it a little bit more of that mm -hmm. like homemade like flavor and the like just doing everything in-house I feel yes. like everything was just out of a can I'm not gonna drop names on any of that like I mm. still eat at those places and I like it I'm sometimes you just crave it but I just Absolutely. felt like Corpus was kind of lacking something mm -hmm. and uh, I mean I used to live in Austin for a while traveled to California a lot because my best friend lives there wow yeah and then like so I mean this is a whole other thing but I mean my biggest like inspiration was restaurants that I would visit often while I was in college. Mm -hmm. So where'd you go to school? I did UTSA for a year and then I transferred to St. Edwards in Austin. Mm -hmm. So I spent a good amount of time, you know, when apartments were only like 800 bucks. I remember Austin. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And especially as a student. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was uh, kind of expensive back then, but I had a one bedroom, <laughs> one bath on the fourth floor, like, South South Austin, mm -hmm. yes, where all the like students live, seven hundred fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. I miss that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because now you're here and you're. I mean, Austin's just a whole other world now. Yeah. Uh, but before I get any more into it, I almost forgot. I oh. have to cheers you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, she's having a beer and I'm having my traditional tequila. I've been waiting all week for this. <laughs> to Megan. So did you always, I know that your parents owned a restaurant for yes. a long time and you're from Corpus. So yeah. it was a Corpus Christi restaurant. Yeah. So I was born and raised here in Corpus. My parents came here, I want to say around in the seventies. No. Yeah. Seventies. My brother was born in 76 and 79. So they owned Bamboo Garden from wow. like 1987 to about like 2014. Mm -hmm. So when I say I was born and raised in a restaurant like environment, literally my baby shower was there my mom carried me while she was pregnant still cooking and everything wow. while I was there. that restaurant's only like two years older than me so wow yeah they had it for like a, I don't know 27 years yeah about that's the math ish but uh yeah I was born and raised in a like a restaurant family 
I mean, so how was that? I mean, did were you so involved that you're like, this, this is what I want to do when I grow up? Or did that come later? Oh, completely the opposite. <laughs> um, so I have two older brothers and the three of us growing up, of course, you know, uh, free labor. Uh, we, <laughs> we, Thanks, mom and dad. We worked at the restaurant. I don't think I started until I was like maybe like 12 or 13, like mm. hosting. My brothers did like busing and dishwashing waiters. But I mean, we all kind of hated it. Yeah, uh, you know, especially like when you're still in school and it's like your weekend job, mm-hmm. you just kind of dread it. And then I think for me, it made me like, you know, women are already like really self-conscious. It made me even more self-conscious to be a part of like such a well-known like local business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had people who knew my mom before they knew me oh. in school. It was like, oh my God, you're Miss Betty's daughter. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Megan. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, we love your restaurant. But then it like made me really sensitive to like just people in general Mm -hmm. and then that could just go into this other conversation about like customer service and stuff so i mean i've been i had been doing it since i was 13 it made me really sensitive and then also at the same time like a really thick skin yeah that that is interesting and i think true um like it makes sense now that you're saying it because i would never think working in a restaurant how how that could affect you you know especially on not living in your mom's shadow but but in a sense well, and then yes. it's like, also, if anything were to go wrong, food didn't come out well, it's just like, oh, you just take it so to heart. And like, that's still the same case, you know, for my own restaurant. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But like, even when it's like your parents' restaurant, you're mm-hmm. just kind of like, you want to stick up for them, you know? What yes. I mean? And I'm, I'm not saying like every restaurant or restaurant owner is perfect. I'm just saying like, as a kid taking like complaints from like random strangers or something it's freaking hard and that's before social media mm-hmm. so what i have to what i had to deal with when opening eight is like worse probably but i've learned like a few tricks to deal with it yeah i mean for you to be around still mm-hmm. uh in corpus because you know how the corpus market can be something yeah. something new opens up we're so 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 excited and then we mm-hmm. we taper off because the next new thing or yeah. whatever yeah but you have a consistent loyal clientele yeah well when i was thinking of like the restaurant that i wanted i was like i need something that i know is gonna be consistent and then like i wanted to be a staple mm-hmm. like kind of like how andy's is a staple mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a few taquerias that, like, are really popular still yep. that everyone goes to. Like, I wanted to be that. I, I wanted, and I, I don't really know the correct terminology, but I just didn't want my cuisine to be a fad yes. or go out of style. And that, so. to me, is, like, what you were describing earlier with, like, the foams and the... Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Parks and Rec, but when they go to that bar and it's like, you just inhale the vaporized yeah. vodka. Yeah. That's and nothing, the shot. To, nothing to shit on those kind of chefs. I think it's really admirable and, like, I mean, I kind of have like uh insecurity of mine where i don't think i'm like the best or most competent chef Mm -hmm. but like i just don't think food should be really fucking fancy like that you know what i mean like like too too complicated too 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 complicated yeah i'm more about like good flavors you know as homemade as possible and then just consistency Mm -hmm. yes i think think that's what corpus really likes i mean it's so easy to kind of piss off corpus like (laughs) man like if you just have like a bad like week in the kitchen or something like they'll just turn on you and everyone will be like don't go eat at this place you know what i mean yep no you're right the consistency is big mm. um but i like you said i think 
there's simplicity in you know those that criteria that you put you know what i mean so if you really care about what you're doing and really put it the thought into it and really master it and that kind of thing that you you should be successful Mm -hmm. i mean so whenever you you know opened up in 2015 i mean what were your hopes for the restaurant then um I mean, I was really insecure about how the food would come out. It's different, like, when you do a test kitchen and then, Mm -hmm. like, trying everything out. Mm -hmm. I really hoped that Corpus wanted this food, that they thought that they needed it, too. You know, um, there were only a few places that were offering breakfast that were local. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, yeah, but I know people don't want breakfast all day. They want other options, too. I want breakfast all day. (laughs) I do. Honestly, I still have people asking me for breakfast all day. And if I could, I would. But it's a hassle. Absolutely. I mean, like, there's just, like, there was something lacking in Corpus. So I was really, really, I was scared more about how they would receive the food, the menu, you know, I didn't want to do anything too simple or too out there at the same time. Yes. So, I mean, I was definitely like, here, I told you I was going to burp. <laughs> Here's my burp. Um, I think I was a little bit over ambitious with my like original menu and I had to cut it down. But over like the next couple years, I started adding on things that I knew people wanted. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, like I said, uh, the one that sticks out to me most is the Southern Bell, which was also featured on the Taco Chair episode, which I watched. Yeah. That was so good. So <laughs> if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen it yet, it's perfection. Um, and don't put strip bacon in your taco, apparently. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let me redeem myself on that episode. No, <laughs> you don't I redeem love, anything. I love the Flores family. Gerald did a great job on that um, episode. Yes. His production is amazing. Yes. Um, okay. The we had to film kind of late like at nine so we probably got that taco a couple hours ago oh. so by the time he finished like setting up and he was like okay first thing we're gonna do is eat that taco i don't know why i was already nervous and then i think i just like set myself up and then i took a bite and i was like oh my god this is not coming out <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear gerald in the background laughing like what's going on yeah it won't tear. that bacon there's I trouble know. there so hey if you're gonna be on the taco chair y'all get chopped bacon even if you are a strip bacon person i am a strip bacon uh, same, same. Yeah. I realize that I about myself. I, there is a difference, but if you're going to be on camera eating it, you just take the chop. No, I think that's a very important <laughs> uh, tip for people who are ever on camera eating a bacon taco. Yeah. So uh, the Southern Bell the chicken Southern sandwich. Bell. Yeah, because I think the first time i don't know if it was even called the southern bell maybe it was yeah it's always been called has has it always been called that okay i was just like super impressed with it because it's like hey look look what's here and everybody was raving about it Mm -hmm. i think we it's just the chicken how we marinate it and everything Mm -hmm. it's sweet tea and buttermilk so i mean it's simple but it also has a little extra oomph i don't know what that sweet tea does it just makes it extra tender i think so we have the fried chicken featured in a lot of dishes Mm -hmm. but I think with that whole like Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A war, yes. like start people thankfully just started dropping like, hey, well, have you had the one at eight? And I think that's when it kind of really boomed. So yeah, so right now that one's probably the most popular sandwich. And then of course the buffalo. I know people. Oh, I love, love the buffalo, dude. Love that buffalo. I just sandwich. love bu- buffalo. Period. And yeah. so I'm like, I gotta try it. And it and I make the, the sauce in house. And I don't know. People have said it makes a difference which I'm kind of like, okay, I'm glad. Yes. So. What, okay. Wow. That's huge. Like, I'm not sure people realize that whenever they hear about your restaurant yeah. eight, that even the sauces oftentimes yeah, are. As much as possible. Like I'm yeah. not making sriracha. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just use original, but like most of those sauces, like I'm making myself, like even that strawberry jam that I offer for breakfast, mm-hmm. like people are like, holy crap, this is good. And I'm like, yeah, I like 
was over a hot pot for two hours, like making sure it's the right consistency. I'm not going to give you like those little, what is it? Smuckers. Yes. Jam. Yes. Know? Those little like, yeah. like a single serve yeah. kind of thing. Even if I'm giving you bacon and eggs, I will do my best to give you like a little bit of a homemade taste. Yes. So. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. And so have you always been experimental like that in the kitchen? And, you know, did you know that you were going to incorporate it into your restaurant or was that something that you were kind of like, I'm opening a restaurant. Let me do this. Oh, so the irony is, is I've never been a cook. I like when I worked at my parents restaurant, I was all front of house like they I mean, I there was no point in me being in the back. My mom just wanted me to handle the money, handle the customers, mm -hmm. which I hated. OK, <laughs> like that's yeah. I mean, if there was a podcast about like restaurant industry and service industry, I, put me on it. That would be yeah. cool. Somebody <laughs> put me on it. I worked. Maybe you should too. start it. Maybe. Maybe. I saw that you used to work at like Charming Charlie. Yeah, and I stuff. worked there I for saw like that. a year and I thought that was going to be a potential career career path but uh no that's you mm. did the right thing yeah and we're going to talk about other things you thought were potential career paths in a little bit like teaching <laughs> oh yeah yeah we'll yeah. get there but um yeah so like i never really grew up as a cook my um dad aunt and mom were all self-taught they worked literally like when they came to america it was like from the bottom to the you know top of having their own restaurant like they wow. worked in movie theaters janitorial jobs and then finally, like they found a restaurant that they were working at and they were like, well, hey, we want to learn how to cook. And they were like, well, we're not going to pay you to learn how to do this. If you want to learn how to cook, you just watch us. You stay after hours, but no pay. And my, that's how my parents, you know, wow. learned all their recipes and whatever. My parents love even to this day. And now with social media, like they love going on YouTube. They love buying all the like newest air fryers and whatnot. They love experimenting. And it's just how they learn the recipes. So, I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers the original bamboo menu. It's freaking huge. Mm -hmm. But every single thing was tested by my parents. Yeah. And like they never went to culinary school. No one taught them anything like to like, you know, clean a fish, you know, whatever, prep meat, you know, and break down a chicken. That's all stuff they learned like from growing up and having to provide for their family, you mm -hmm. know, and just watching people at other restaurants that they worked at, like as a dishwasher, waitress, you know. So I, I think my parents wanted to keep us out of the kitchen. It's why they paid for mine and my, bro my brother's education to go to college. And, you know, all of us That's were really set, too. Yeah, yeah, we were all really set to just be like, oh, we don't want anything to do with the restaurant industry. You know what I mean? But then, like, my eldest brother came back and, like, he helped manage the restaurant before it closed. My middle brother actually opened um, Z Counter. It was originally called Bamboo Garden Counter, like, for two years. What? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it was called Bamboo Garden Counter for, like, about a year and so a half, I'm yelling years. into the mic. That's <laughs> badass. Yeah, here's some secret info. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like he is an amazing, amazing chef. Like he cooks at home, like freaking five course meals for his wife and my nieces. And Holy. like for me, they were just like, yeah, go be a doctor or a lawyer or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to do this stuff. And then I was just like, okay, cool. I was terrible at math. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Uh, yeah. I wasn't great. Yeah. I, I got better I mean, as I got older. I, I had think. to like veer into like being a lawyer. And then I took the LSAT twice, which is really embarrassing to say. Not but. embarrassing. <laughs> I've heard that quite a few people have had yeah, to take that more than I, once yeah and it was just it wasn't for me um but yeah anyways but i think it's really great <clears throat> excuse me that you like explored it though yeah i you did. know what i mean you went I there mean, and were like eh. a lot of as like as a child 
of an immigrant, they don't want you to do the dirty work. You know what I mean? Of course. So my parents were always like, go to college, find a job, you know, so we don't have to take care of you, get married, have kids, and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, I, you know, I checked the college box, and then we kind of veered into me going into, well, I mean, well, guess we'll go to there. I got my master's in education. And congratulations, because that's you. an accomplishment. Yeah, and then that's because my original degree wasn't even in education. Communications, right? Yeah, it was communications. The very little about you yeah, on the internet, I found I allow that. on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so then I got my master's in education, and, like, I had to, like, catch up a lot, because most people did their regular degree in, in education. And I thought I was, like, kind of on the track to be a teacher and then maybe, like, go into administration, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I did my student teaching, I did tutoring, and I was just, I was so unhappy. I really was. Um, at that point, my parents were also already talking about selling the restaurant and retiring, and me and my eldest brother were just kind of freaking like, oh, like, what the F are we gonna do? Because mm-hmm. we were both still working there, you know? And I should have been teaching already, but I there was something that was like holding me back. I kept making excuses. And um, it really wasn't until, like, my parents sold. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to do to make money? Like, I can't just live off my parents. You know, and what and, year was this? Uh, about 2014. Okay. Yeah. So then me and my mom went to go eat lunch at a really popular lunch spot here in Corpus. And she was just like, why is this place so busy? All they're doing is, like, making turkey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know, mom. People like this. Yep. And I was like, it's just what people like. And, uh, and then I was kind of like, I could do this. And she was like, what? And then like, it was like, everything stopped her. And she was like, what do you mean you can do this? And I was like, I was like, I think I can do this because I was already looking at jobs to work for like corporations and like maybe open restaurants and mm-hmm. train or manage. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to teach. I already knew that. I was like, I and props think- to you for making that call. Cause some people, yeah. when they, especially when they complete a degree plan, you know, mm-hmm. are like, okay, well, even if yeah. I don't want to do it, I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah. So, Awesome. When I, was, I mean, when I started that degree, I really did think I wanted to be a teacher. I was of just course. in like, if I was in a relationship still and I was just kind of like doing what my parents wanted me to do, but I did enjoy teaching. Mm-hmm. My, my teacher that mentored me was actually really disappointed when I told her I was going to open a restaurant. And then the people that I worked for, they were just like, okay, well, your spot will still be open if you want to come back. And I was just like, no, that's not how that works. I was like, if I fail, I'll be back in like three to five years. Yeah. You know, I, it was just weird. But yeah, I mean, what was the original question? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, we'll go back. I what mean, was the original question? Okay, I, I was like know. so enthralled with your story. <laughs> I go off on tangents. No, but that's exactly what I like. Uh, oh, cooking. And okay, like, so yeah, yeah my mom was just, my mom. Or and, you would yeah, experiment in the kitchen and that. My mom was just kind of like, what do you mean you can do this? And I was just like, well, I've been looking for restaurant jobs. I was like, I'm sure I could open a place like this. And then she was just like, do you really want to? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, okay, let's do it. And then it was it was just kind of like that. My mom just kind of got this tunnel vision and she started looking at spots to open, like, you know, to lease. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, she picked the shopping center. No shit. Where her restaurant was, my brother's exactly. was. And then now she wants mine to be there because we, you know, have like a 30 year relationship with that landlord. Mm-hmm. So that kind of happened. And then, okay, I think this was the original question, like me and cooking. Yes. My mom was just like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do like 
you don't cook i was like i kind of cook <laughs> you know and she was like mm. i love that y'all have this kind of relationship yeah. too. i mean she doesn't really cuss she yeah. says it in chinese too which i think it hurts more that way but <laughs> anyways but like she was just like what are we gonna do you don't cook i was like i kind of cook she was like nah, not really she was like maybe once in a while and like it's true i didn't cook because i didn't need to of course but like you know when i was off on my own i did learn a couple things and i think i think a restaurant owner and like maybe a chef like you don't have to be like the one with the like culinary degree and the skills and stuff mm-hmm. i think you have to know like just good taste yes you know what i mean Cons- like and the consistency of food mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i've grown up with that i've been really blessed that like my my whole family loves to eat food and good food so we go to restaurants you know and, and it could be from like a mom and pop pop hole in the wall to like you know, a really expensive, like $40 plate place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we know what good food is. Yes. And that's like why my, my little slogan that I never really say, it was like, it's in good food. We trust. Yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So we just, I mean, that's what we kept it simple. So I was just like, you know what? Give me a little bit. And I was just like, okay, definitely want to have breakfast. And then I know I need to have other options. And then I took a good like month and like just started accumulating a menu. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm really glad you brought this up organically because yeah. I'm like th- that's probably the fun part, right? Is yeah. planning the the meals. It is. Yeah, it is. I think the hard part is just coming up with names. Like mm-hmm. there's some stuff that are like have names: the Southern Bell, Southern Gentleman, whatever. But after a while, you're just like, I don't know what to name this plate. It's a sandwich. <laughs> you know? Like you're just kind of like I I don't I don't have that creativity anymore. But yeah, I mean the creating the menu, I knew. I definitely had to have breakfast, salads, burgers, and whatnot. And then, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just really focused on making sure that it was the best quality of everything. Yeah. No, uh, and you can tell. I mean, it's like when you go in there. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. everything's fresh. Everything's just presented so nice. Even if someone complains, I'm like, send it back. I'll taste it. And then, like, I will just be like, okay, what did we do wrong with the marinade? Mm -hmm. What did you do different? or whatever. I mean, like I said, I take everything very, very personal. Like I cringe reading reviews. Um, actually, oh God, I yeah. would too. No, thank oh God, God. Nobody has to review my shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, do it. When I first opened, it was just like every day, multiple times a day, there was new reviews. And mm-hmm. like, I took it in for like a good year and a half two years and then uh so now i don't read any reviews i actually have them turned off on my facebook because nice. i think it gives me anxiety absolutely I'm sure, I'm sure there's other restaurateurs that are like no you shouldn't do that but my thing is, is like if there's an issue someone will bring it up to me yeah and if there's a really bad review out there one of my cashiers will tell me or yep. something but like either way real problems happen in-house or like through the phone or through my facebook messenger and mm-hmm. that's how i deal with it but like I said, I, I'm I'm very sensitive. So if someone doesn't like me my too. food and it happens in house, I'm just like, okay, let me try it. Yep. What did we do wrong? And then how can I fix this for the customer? Absolutely. But I also feel like it's just it's one of those inevitabilities that there's yeah. just some people you just cannot please, which is why yeah, I feel like you're really so isn't. brave. Mm-hmm. I hate the word brave. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it takes balls to be in this industry oh yeah no i mean every day as like a chef you're basically putting yourself out there you know your food absolutely every day every hour oh god sometimes i'm just like that gives me anxiety i don't think you understand that this is just a sandwich man like Mm -hmm. you know if you didn't like it try another one Mm -hmm. or just don't come back i i i think even like i've talked about it with like gerald flores and elena too 
Like, sometimes these reviews, people, like, take it to another level. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I, especially being able to be behind a keyboard, you know, mm-hmm. so there's yeah. a, some anonymity associated yeah. with it. It's it's a different playing field right now. Um, yeah. I mean, so it's, just I not, it's not just restaurateurs either. It's just yeah, it's bartenders, absolutely. artists. You know, if someone doesn't like your painting and stuff, like, gosh, so you're just setting, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? No, and, some, and some, there's something very personal about food, like you said. I mean, about art, too. Yeah. But, I mean, something that people are ingesting, like, yeah. it is nourishing their bodies. Like, I get nervous to cook something new and, like, a family member eats it. Oh, I'm scared to cook for my family, period. Yeah. Like, even still, because they're, like, their taste buds and their, like, expectations of food is just ridiculous. I'm just, like... Was well, it good? Are you just saying that? Are you just, mm, are you sure you like it? Do yeah. You more of this? Like, <laughs> that's how we all are, like, to this day. My parents will try a new recipe and they'll be like, I, I should have done this, right? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, this tastes great. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to compare this to. So. Yeah, they, uh, I totally get that 100%. I mean, I'm not cooking for a living, but just the idea of, you know, wanting to prepare a meal. Cause I feel like a meal is such like a, a shared experience too, right? Like it's not just like eating and going about your way. Not usually, especially yeah. if you're with family. Yeah. I mean, it's more of like a time to share. I mean, this is how I make my living. Exactly. I think that takes it up to another level. For I mean, sure. if my food was just crap, I'd be closed down. It, like, that's nobody right. Nobody would go. That's right. So, and I think that's important. I mean, so are you starting to realize like, huh? Or when did you start to realize? Like, I got, okay, re- there's I got a here. lot more comfortable, like after the, two and a half year mark Mm -hmm. like i was still on eggshells like up to two years and then i think even i mean with this timeline then hurricane harvey happened oh god dude and we've been through some shit the past five years this has been some shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is like the the toughest six years any restaurant owner has had to gone like go through it was like hurricane harvey and then I mean, COVID, the yeah. pandemic, and then this freeze. The freeze, dude. Water boils, Corpus Christi. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been mad. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's another thing, right? Is like you finally are like, okay, because what? You started in 2015. Yeah. Uh, like, get my oh, it was in September. Yeah. That it would have been two years. So that was post-Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. So what what happened during Harvey? Did y'all have to shut down? Oh, yeah. For we were, we, were like, time? we didn't have power for like over a week. So, I mean, it's so oh. funny. Everyone's like, oh, do you take vacations and whatever? And I'm like, no. The last time I had a vacation was literally Hurricane Harvey. Like that was like yeah, a good you know, five days. That is days. not a vacation. I know. It was like a good five days straight that I was off. Like I don't take vacations. I usually work almost six to seven days a week. I remember um, you telling me that when we were yeah, scheduling this, you're like, yeah. I really only have, you know, like, this day off or whatever. Me and my best friend tried to go to a concert on a Saturday. So I had to work the busy brunch shift, go home, shower, <laughs> and then we drove to Houston. Oh, wow. Went to the concert, had a little like late night fun, went to bed at three, woke up at like five thirty to drive back to Corpus so I could be there for Sunday brunch. You're amazing. Oh, that's another thing. You're open on like holidays. Most you were open holidays. on like Easter. You were open on. Uh, I tried Christmas. Easter. I tried Easter once. Okay. Okay. And then like it was because someone called in and was like, "Hey, can my whole family come and eat?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure." I, I was like, that. and then guess what? They didn't show up. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, don't be doing that. Yeah. Anybody do that. that's listening, don't do and that. Then I, I do like you know Christmas Eve half day. I don't really do Christmas Day because usually like my brothers and like nieces and nephews visit. But mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're always I'm, working. I'm all always the time. working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like whenever you told me, I'm like, oh my god. I'm just so. To- I'm just such a control freak. Like I, When's I'm tired. I'm a. I'm July 30th. I'm okay. a Leo. Okay. I'm I'm a narcissist a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you're not. But I mean, I just like to be there. If something goes wrong, I can see it. And with the kitchen window being open, like I don't have a manager. It's yeah. me. You know what I mean? But if something happens in the front with my cashiers, like I can witness it. Like I just like to be there as much as possible. And I know that's an issue. And my friends tell me all the time, like, you need to let go. You need to hire more people. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I'm cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be there. No, I, I get that. I feel like I would be that way if I were to ever have a business of my own. Like, I don't know. I feel like you you have to stay like it's your first day. Yeah. Not exactly like yeah. that, but I, I, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, I mean, I had every intention of being the person who like, I mean, like, so I wasn't a cook. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll open and I'll work the kitchen for six months. I'll train people and whatever. And then I'll just take a step back. I'll relax. I'll just be a restaurant owner. No, I became a full fledged ass chef Mm -hmm. you know i learned everything you know on the line technique and whatever from my parents you know in the weeds of it like i was never able to step away and i'm totally fine with that Mm -hmm. no i think you you're good at it you know i mean it can be exhausting sometimes oh yes exhausting was that concert worth it Oh, it was so worth it. What was it? It was, it was Drake and Migos. I would totally have gone to see that, okay? I, yeah, we, it was a good concert. And then we were able to like go to this after hours place in Houston that was still serving food. So it was a good time. But yeah, my best friend, God bless her, she was like, okay, we got two hours of sleep and we got to go. Yeah, to get your ass back for Sunday brunch. Yeah. Oh my God. When, I yeah. Know. I don't think I've taken a Sunday off. I've, I've only closed for a Sunday once and it was because my cousin got married. <laughs> but if I could have, like, I would have worked half day. <laughs> I would have worked half day. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's family. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's the only reason I closed on one Sunday. So your intention was definitely not to be head chef. It just no, kind of happened no. naturally. Because I knew I, I didn't have like all the skills and I still don't have a lot of skills. I just think that like I've, I work with what I got. I know it tastes good. I know what it's supposed to look like and I know what it's supposed to taste like. And I, I have those kind of skills. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's like big, I don't think you can teach that, you know? No, I mean, and that's, I've learned so much from my parents, you know what I mean? And again, they learn from just observing other people as well. But I mean, there's so so interesting to me and really like a practical way of learning. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's, that is school, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many other talented chefs here in Corpus. Um, Oh, I figured out what I was trying to say. I have imposter syndrome. Oh, sometimes I I feel like, yeah, if you were to like put me up against like a couple of my friends, I'd be like, oh shit, like, can I just be the sous chef or something? Like, just let me help. I don't want to like be put on the spot to like showcase my my skills like that Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not that confident i know i can cook good food but i don't think i can give you the show does that make sense it does but i'm like i think that you know most people don't care about the show per se the show is great yeah you know of course you know there there will be times when the show is necessary Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day which is such a like a colloquialism that i throw in there but you know, people just want a delicious, hearty, well-flavored meal. Yeah. And that's what you're delivering. And they know they'll get it yes. every time they come back. And that that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you're in this... To me, this isn't a coincidence that you are literally right around the corner from your parents' old restaurant spot <laughs> and your brother's restaurant yeah. spot. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, and what I also think is cool is that you kind of collaborate with like other businesses in there. So like Cookie yeah. and Crumb. Yeah. You know, like you'll Since day one. Yes. I've I've always wanted it to be local. And so I mean, one of the things that I thought maybe you'd ask is like how the like local support has been kind of in Corpus. Yes. And well, I'm glad you brought it up. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be my co-host? <laughs> <laughs> Let's segue into that. Uh, no. So like, I think maybe you can agree maybe in 2015, the local support maybe wasn't as like, uh, like as over the top, as not over the top, like. I mean, it's as like good as it is now, right now, for yeah. sure. I think that has to do with social media. Yes. I think it has to do with like our age group and mm-hmm. how we're utilizing things. Um, but I think it's also because y'all, you know, you yeah. are bringing quality businesses yeah. for us to support. Yeah. And I've said it before. I think there's a bunch of us that never wanted this shit on Corpus. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with Corpus. Same. Like I always said, yeah, I'll go to Austin, but I will come back to raise my family here or I'll retire here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have no problem with it. But I think within the past like six years that I've been open, like I was surprised by how many people came out when I first opened. I was literally floored because it was different compared to when my brother opened. He had a very, very like soft, slow open. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't getting like, you know, lines out the door or anything like I was. And I'm so thankful that I still have that for my lunches and my brunch and everything. But I, the local support that we have now is just different and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for it. You know, people who repost, who like take pictures of their food and you know, maybe that's annoying to some people. I get it. But like, you know, sometimes you're like, dude, that looks so good. Yep. Where are you? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It helps. Yes. Doing like the deep dive yes. on, on eight's yes. uh, Instagram, uh, which is not updated. I'm sorry. No, it, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all. But if you do the deep dive, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, Oh girl. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive no, and then it's the same as if like you know you follow a certain influencer in corpus and you're just like dude where did you get your outfit mm-hmm. i like your sunglasses mm-hmm. or hey i like your makeup palette you know etc etc like where did you get your birthday cake it's amazing yes you know so i think that has like really helped my popularity and my success and then i always said when i open i just want everything local so i had a couple people that served as in-house bakers and it didn't really work out and then i thankfully reached out to um katie who owns hamlin bakery and now Mm -hmm. it's cookie and crumb Mm -hmm. um and her mom and they're such a great family and we had a great working relationship and then once like covid and all that happened we like took it to another level and you know i just knew i need to support people like this you know what i mean i need to keep buying their stuff keep them in business um, I've had other people like do pop-ups. Like I did a roots juice pop-up, uh, with Corinne. Mm-hmm. That was like a couple years ago and now she does a tea and I yes. buy that. Yeah. The you tea know is what amazing. I mean? So, I mean, I try to support local as much as possible. I actually have another big, oh, this is like a exclusive drop. Woo! I, <laughs> I have another person that I'm going to try and get their bakery goods in as well because awesome. it's going to cater to another audience that I serve. Yes. So I'm all about it. You know what I mean? I, I don't like having beef with people mm-hmm. i don't have beef with people same i know there's some businesses that like like to stir stuff or whatever i'm just in my own world mm-hmm. um too but, busy to be yeah i like have other issues to deal with i try to support as many people as i can and you know if someone were like hey can i have a pop-up at your place i'd be like absolutely oh you that's know what awesome I mean? i've had you know other bakers come the juices and you know if anyone else wanted to you know 
Well, I mean, as long as it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as long as it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm all about supporting local. I love, and especially if they're like women-owned businesses as well. I love that. And yeah, I've, I've always, because uh, I remember that there was a, a brief time, now you can find them just about anywhere, but mm-hmm. macarons, uh, you were, you would be carrying them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, like I can't find macarons anywhere, but they're at eight. Yeah. And uh, I thought that that was amazing because they were made here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so that, yes, that's big. I mean, the local like scene here is tremendous. I mean, you and I were both born and raised in Corpus Christi, so we remember what it was like, yeah. I mean, within the last there decade. There wasn't anything like this when we were growing up Nothing. in high school or anything. No, you know I, I mean, mean, it's all, I mean, you know, local to, in the went, sense I mean, that. I hate to say it, I went to a lot of like franchises. Absolutely. Was, like, TGIF was cool. Yes, dude. Chili's. Chili's, oh my God. It's trash. It is trash. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to say why it's trash. Would, I mean, why were we like so hyped up on it when there's so many of other these like Pop, mom and pops places uh you know yep. so delicious now you know yes so i mean i'm trying to be you know the next spot that's open for 10 plus years you yeah know? i have no doubt that you're gonna reach I that mean, like I that's not so. that's not even uh i mean okay especially i know that this is like low-hanging fruit oh. but the pandemic like oh. i mean it's just uh for you to like continue you know moving forward during the pandemic is huge and yeah. so a post that i saw you made that i thought was really important mm-hmm. on Facebook is you said like, hey, you know, I'm a restaurant owner and just so you know, prices are going up yeah. because prices of everything are going up and I'm personal. having to do, you know, instead of like being able to wash dishes yeah. that you're using, I'm having to use throwaway stuff. Uh-huh. Like this is just a reality. Please yes. bear with us. We want to keep providing you an amazing experience. And yeah. so what was the driving force behind that? Gosh, I mean, I don't think anyone could have, prepared for that pandemic like my parents could have and they've been in the industry for like 40 years like nobody nobody the has world a, health organization yeah. wasn't even prepared. nobody has a savings account that like cheesecake factory wasn't paying the rent like are you kidding <laughs> exactly. me exactly like, nobody could have prepared for that and that's like, an excellent point i try not to get really political like especially like you know whatever you're fine but i get really annoyed when people are like oh my god these prices these fees and whatever and i'm like yeah but do you want to keep eating at our place or do you want to eat at TGIF? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a reason why those franchises are still open. They have like deep, deep pockets because, yep. you know, they're franchises, they're corporations. Yep. But as a local mom and pop place, we're dipping into our savings. Most of us don't have savings. Yep. And I'm trying, I mean, okay, this pandemic made a whole spectrum of people from like, I don't care about the pandemic to people who are like hypersensitive. Yes. You know, and I want to cater to that person that's hypersensitive as mm. much as possible. Wow. That's big. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, it, that's big yeah. and very inclusive. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. I did my best. I was using like literally just uten- like throwaway utensil packets mm-hmm. as much as possible not putting salt and pepper on the table. We were doing everything for you. Um, we've kind of laxed on a, like a few things, but like we were getting your drinks. Like I, I didn't even open my, my dining room up until it was like 50%. Cause mm-hmm. I was just like, what's the point? I'm, exactly. only, I'm, I'm a small place, you know, I only have like seven tables, mm-hmm. but I was trying, I didn't want, yeah, last I went, y'all were still like, yeah. Hey, I didn't capacity. want to like exclude the person who has like a sick mother that they're living with. You know what I mean? My aunt lives with my grandma. I'm not going to be going around at house parties during this pandemic. Like yep. I had to be sensitive, not just to like my customers, but, but to like my, my family, 
you know, as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think I wasn't going crazy? I mean, me and a couple of my other like business owner friends, we were texting each other like, hey, here's a picture of my drink tonight. Yeah, it, it was hard. Like I went through like a very, very deep depression once like the whole lockdown dining room shut down. I didn't know. That's fucking heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking because it's out of your hands. This isn't your fault financially. Exactly. You didn't do. You didn't manage something wrong. Mm-hmm. This is something out of your hands. And I think for the government and for certain people to be like, "Oh, you should survive. You know, you should have done this better and whatever." I'm like, no. Nobody could. Nobody can handle this better. You're. Yep. That whole year and even up to now. Yeah. You people business owners are throwing away money. Mm-hmm. We're just like tossing it out, and we're doing it as whatever we can to keep people happy. And you know. I mean, I did my best. Maybe I wasn't perfect and I'm not claiming I did everything correct. I tried my best because I wanted that person who was scared to go out and eat to be able to at least like comfortably pick up to go order from me and for support sure. me. I mean, I had to do cashier for a few bit and I will say I got super teary eyed because I would see my regular customers pull up to the curbside and I'm just like, oh my God, you're here picking up your usual. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I didn't know them on that level. It's yeah. more like I see them from the window and it's a hey, but you know, I'll just still see my regulars like show up and support and they you know tipped me they're like we still want you to stay in business i'm like thank you but i mean there was like a good time where i was like i don't think we're gonna make it yes i think everyone hit that point where they're like yeah i don't think this is gonna happen Mm -hmm. because you still had to pay rent still had to pay your insurance for sure that kills me yeah the the rent kills me but they have to make their money i don't think people realize it was like since less people were going out more food waste was happening as well and I try to keep up the, with the freshest produce right. as possible. But if like not enough people were going, I had to toss stuff. Yeah. It was tough. It's still tough. You know what I mean? Because even now it's like um, a rise in prices and certain items mm-hmm. that we can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the distribution place it doesn't have enough people. And the place that they buy it from wholesale it doesn't have enough workers and et cetera, et cetera. It's just a whole just domino effect yeah and like you said people don't realize like all people see is you know just what's in front right in front of their Mm -hmm. faces like okay you know this sandwich went up a dollar fifty or two bucks or whatever and yeah and then they'll post on facebook about it like why the (sighs) f do we have to pay more and you know whatnot i'm just like we're just doing our best exactly literally i think all my like pandemic posts for the business were just like we're trying our best yeah and i mean i i'm glad that you put it out there because i think it's the pandemic was such an isolating time and it's like all people had was social media and they could choose like you know which avenue they wanted to go to and some of that was like super fucking dark and negative and not factual by any means um so i think it's good that you were like hey you know boom i know it's gonna i know it's gonna sound really weird i'm gonna name drop a few people oh no i love name dropping yeah no and it's in a good way like during the pandemic like i had a couple people reach out and just be like hey how are you doing you know how are you and a lot of it were fellow business owners that i was just instagram friends with Mm -hmm. you know if that kind of makes sense just like social media friends yes i feel like gerald and elena really reached out to me a lot they got food from me a lot and i now i consider them really good friends and mentors you know even though we do different kind of businesses i used to listen to their podcast a lot and I know, and I a lot of like, tips. I, I know we miss. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> we miss. Well, I mean, so that, that's like the end of an era. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so bummed out. But yeah, yeah, and it was them. And then, um, you know, me and Katie from Cookie and Crumb, you know, Amy Netic. 
I'm going to name drop everyone because I love them. Yes. You guys were there for me as I was like posting pictures of my vodka waters. <laughs> um, I had random people like jewelry makers like um, Amanda from Fat Knits mm-hmm. and um, Sam from Lavender and Lee. Yes. I'm trying to remember everyone's name. I know everyone from their handle. Yes. Like I just had all the and like, you know. I have like a really great group of like business owner friends that we don't hang out in person, but like we talk a lot through DMs and Mm -hmm. those people really kept me going through the pandemic. I love that. Yeah. And like, I do have a group of like other ladies that I like, you know, um, made friends with through this past year just because we're fellow business owners. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. I really am. And like, trust me, everyone, if I don't reply to you right away, like, trust me, I see it and I appreciate it. Like so many people got me through this pandemic just because they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm mm-hmm. going through this. And I, I loved it. I really did. That's the only positive thing that came out of 2020. Yeah, well, I like you even focusing on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes, if there was anything positive, it was the sense of community. I feel like the mm-hmm. local scene yeah. ma- maintained. Yeah, because yeah, that that was huge. Like, I'll never know what that was like. Yeah. I'm not a business owner. I've never owned a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so growing up, did you ever think that you would own any kind of business ever? Or were you just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to school, get my degree, and straight up... <laughs> work for uh, I mean, whatever. as a child i think i thought i was gonna be a dermatologist i, th- I thought that temporarily <laughs> i thought you know i was like corpus, I, wish I did corpus everyone's gonna have sun damage i thought i was gonna be like my own like skin center or something but that's about it mm-hmm. i really didn't um but i think as well as like working at my parents restaurant i think it did give me that sense of like no you need to be in a manager position Mm -hmm. so i mean this is what happened yeah i mean it's pretty incredible and so (laughs) what does your family think now that you've you know your restaurants are pretty established and i mean you know what you're doing the kind of food and everything they definitely talk shit for a little bit like because when i first opened my uncles were just like you can't cook at all when have we ever seen you cook and i was just like listen just wait, please. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> I'll show Give me you. a minute. I'll show you. Um, but like now they're very like, yeah, she's a, my, my mom jokes and she calls me her boss. Like that's what she calls me. Wow. Yeah. And, well, I mean, she also lives like anything happens. Like, well, go talk to the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not her anymore. Um, I think that's great. I think most of my family is really like seen me in a new light over the past few years um they see me as you know an established business owner one that's already going on six years Mm -hmm. which you know three years is a milestone and five years is definitely a milestone especially for a restaurant yeah now i'm going on six and going through all this crap like yes you know i your doors are still open girl i mean when i tell you i did what i can like anything is possible i pulled out all the stops for this restaurant like to stay in business you know, I really did. And I think my family has seen that and they're just kind of like, she'll do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's huge. I mean, so what do you think about what you're doing right now? How do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I wish I had something really great to say and inspiring, but I'm kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. Like everything, like, you know, knock on wood, everything's going well right now. You know, making back that money that I lost, you know, I'm still really confident in, you know, what I put out and the services that I can give to people. I I'm just on autopilot. I kind of like want to just keep cruising. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to do like big things or, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to like, like I said, be- just become a staple. And I think with that, it's just, you know, consistency. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that's all. The I'm, consistency is absolutely yeah, that's 100% all I'm thinking it. about. That's really all I'm thinking about. It's consistency. Like maybe like how can I step away a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents still work for, with me. You know what I mean? And I want them to definitely like not be in the kitchen as much. So, yeah. you know, that's something I'm just consistently like thinking about like their retirement and mm-hmm. then, okay, not my retirement, but like how do I not be there seven days a week? Yes. So. No, I think that's important. That's, that's my like little goal right now. You know, uh, I know I used to want to like open another location with my control Mm -hmm. (laughs) issues. I don't think that's possible. Like I've kind of like thrown around the idea of like maybe doing like a late night spot. Like I'm going to say this right now. So no one steals it. Yes. I wanted it to be, I want no. I wanted it to be called late at eight or just late. If I was going to do another location. Oh, my God. I yeah, love this I know. Nobody so much. Steal this. Nope. It's here. It's, it's here. It's here. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's here, people. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've just thrown that idea around. But with everything that's happened, I'm just kind of like, I just need to save money. And, you know, I don't know. In case another pandemic happens. Uh, let's not hope for that. But Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I, I just like, I think a lot of us business owners just got so freaked out um, with what happened. I'm really thankful. I was able to like get a PPP loan and that helped me stay afloat for a bit. But fantastic. I mean, I wasn't shut down. I feel mm-hmm. bad for like my bar owner friends. They were like literally couldn't take a single customer. Yep. So. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just sounds fucking traumatizing. It, I mean, like it, what, it is traumatizing. I mean, everybody's still reeling from it, right? In one way or another. Everybody's experiencing <laughs> yeah. some sort of trauma. I mean, but like the, business the, owners, wow. The BS isn't over. Mm-mm. I'm still feeling like it's 2020. You know what I mean? I won't feel comfortable like we've all moved past from it until like mm, the winter. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, fingers crossed. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm just so grateful that you're you know your doors are open and yeah, you're still able you. to serve your delicious food thank you and that you're here with me of course <laughs> um so favorite dish on the menu favorite dish on the menu are burgers mm-hmm. i think it's like really like i don't a lot of people order my sandwiches and my burgers so i know they're that's good. my go-to okay but no, um, I mean, I sound like I'm ungrateful. Nobody talks about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. Like, I think like if anyone would be like, oh my God, like what should I get at eight? It'd probably be like top thing. It'd be like breakfast just because everyone loves brunch mm-hmm. and mimosas, you know, getting all crazy on the weekend mm-hmm. um, or salads, which I think, yes, they're definitely some of the best in the city. Like, I've never I, had one. Our salads are really great. I have like a really like what five of them or something and they all have their fans. Um, I almost I sell a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Compared all right. to sandwiches. May have to get one. Yeah. Next. And then like I don't know the, the chicken sandwiches. But we do also sell a lot of burgers. We make them in house. We have a special ingredient. My dad makes them with his wow. own hands. My mom in the back too. Like we marinated ourselves. But our burgers are really effing good. And I feel like nobody like talks about it enough. <laughs> Guys, go and get a burger from eight now. Like, I mean, I'm trying to lose weight, but sometimes I'm like, no, I want a burger. Are burgers that bad? I'm not convinced. I mean, technically you shouldn't eat the bun. I mean, like... <laughs> come on. Come but, on. Yeah, ours are I just think the Maybe have one less right. beer and eat the bun. Like, come uh, on. I know, yeah. I know. Fine line, fine line. I mean, if you if you if you care about that, kind as of I'm thing, chugging a beer right now, <laughs> that makes me so happy. 
Uh, okay. I'm like burger and a salad next on the menu. Uh, comfort food. So do you cook for yourself? Like, do you like to cook for yourself or do you oh, prefer no. to have other people cook for you? I think there's two kinds of chefs. There's the chefs that cook at home and the ones that do not. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the one that does not cook at home. I wouldn't I'm, want to I'm either. I'm not feel. home a lot. I'm just like home to sleep mm-hmm. pretty much. So I don't really, and there's no one for me to cook for. I have two dogs. They want their little begging strip <laughs> or whatever. Their strip begging strip. Yeah, they want their little, little milk bones. Um, so I don't really cook at home. Um, if anything, I just cook at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, holidays, family occasions, like I'll cook something like off the menu and something special. Uh, that was kind of my thing on the taco chair. But that's pretty much oh, it. Oh, God, your gumbo. I know. I oh, like, tell me oh, about the gumbo. I've got like a Y'all gotta watch list. this episode, dude, because wow, that gumbo, I was like, of all the dishes. So weird. I have like a like a waiting list on this gumbo. I'm just like, oh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Oh, I'm like, well, crap. What if I don't make a good batch? Because that's because. Do the- you make it at the restaurant? I make it at the restaurant, but it's only for like my family and friends. Yeah, too. that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, we just do it there. And then it was so funny because I told Gerald, I was like, hey, like I really want to, like we had been shooting late and it had already been like three hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm rushing this. I was like, this isn't going to be that great. And then he ate it and he was like, dude, this is so effing good. And I was like, uh, it's like a seven. He's like, no, it's like a 10. And I was like, mm. Well, he hasn't had, better. you know, your... No, the 10 out of 10, yeah. in my opinion, when I have time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love making like food that my family goes nuts for like that's one of the few things that they like really like when are you making it again and i'm just like well geez when do i get a day off yeah no sh- <laughs> come on like i've made it like at seven in the morning on a sunday right before brunch rush. how long does it take to make it seems like something because i think you have to make I like mean, a roux right yeah yeah my roux mm, isn't like a typical one but I know, don't tell. I if like I, that there's I magic like, in this. Don't tell me. If I like me. a good consistency, it takes me like three hours. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah, a process. Yeah, I'm just like, I have, to, I have a little step stool because I'm too short. <laughs> and I just like, just I just keep looking at it. It's the same way when I make my jam. Like I like a certain consistency. Mm-hmm. So. And you just know, like it's an intuitive oh, thing. Know. Yeah, and sometimes it won't be thick enough and then I'll like add this or that and like it'll never be the same. There's always like a batch that's different. Yeah. There's there's no consistency in that. I'm sorry to say that, but it's always good. Well, right. I think that's the consistent thing. And I go all out because like, I know, I know it's a cost thing, but like most restaurants give you like a, like a shrimp and sausage gumbo. Mm -hmm. I give you like crab meat. Yes. I saw the shredded crab meat. And not mussels. I'm sorry. Oysters. I put oysters, shrimp, you know, crab meat, shrimp. Andouille sausage, tons of okra. You're killing me. I know. Like killing me. Because so I'm I'm supposed to be working and I'm I'm watching this taco chair episode and I'm just like <laughs> all the meals, uh, including your gumbo. Yeah. And then I'm sc- uh, scrolling through your eight Instagram and I'm just like, yeah. And now you're telling me about this. I'm like, oh gosh, that is so amazing. So I mean, do you like have other people cook for you or you just don't like to eat what you make or what? So if my parents are working there, they usually make their own food and mm. I'll eat off of that. Um, if my parents aren't there, I just make something quick. Yeah. Like a sandwich or a salad. It's just really simple. I mean, yeah, I mean, all restaurant cooks know. If you want a snack, you basically like just squat down and just put whatever's in your mouth. You don't really know when the rush will be over. So yeah. you just eat what you can and you make something quick. And then sometimes you've been staring at the food too long where you're like, I don't want to eat this. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's exactly my situation every day. Yeah, you're like, I've made like 65 Southern Bells. Yeah, I where I'm just like, I don't want to eat fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And then sometimes I'll be like, I don't want a burger. And then, I mean, 
sometimes I really try to be healthy and I eat a salad and I'm just like, I don't want to eat this. <laughs> I, I'm so tired. I don't want to be munching on lettuce right now. It doesn't matter how good it is. Like, No, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not a cook, right? <laughs> I will cook, but I am not a cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I especially don't like to eat what I make. So I absolutely. Right, and then the cleanup. Oh, girl. That's another thing. You know, when you work so hard to make something and then you clean it up and you're like, do I really want to eat this? Yeah, for sure. No, and then, yeah, like, and you have to eat it fresh, but then you're, in the back of my mind, it's like, but the kitchen's still dirty. Yeah, I know. You got all these things Mm -hmm. to clean up. It Mm -hmm. sucks. So how the name eight? That's a great question. I always want to know. And I want to put it to rest. It is not A-T. Okay, I used to call it A-T-E or anything. And it's okay, I forgive you. Yes, I did used to call it A-T. You know, and I thought I was so clever when I came up with the name. But then when I opened, I was like, oh my God, what did I just put myself through? (laughs) Uh, But it's totally fine. And I get it. So eight in Chinese means like fortune, wealth. You know what I mean? So I had no idea. The more eights the better so 888 is like really good like if you'll see some like certain asian people like they'll maybe like like my parents do this with their phone numbers they want as many eights as possible interesting in their phone number or like in hong kong and china like you know license plates like Mm -hmm. 888 is just like it's too hard to get everyone wants it wow but eight is a very lucky number yeah so like my corporation is like uh one six eight so in chinese that means like the path to fortune Wow. to wealth yeah so it's not like a, i'm greedy kind of thing it's just mm. like it's just like a cultural thing for sure so i was just i mean i don't know what i was gonna call it originally i was gonna say something like yeah, ca- gonna, yeah it was gonna be it like with? it was gonna be like something cafe or whatever and then like my brother had come up with like counter and i was just like i don't really want to go on that but yeah because he was already a counter right yeah so now it's z counter but like his was originally like bg counter and mm-hmm. i was like i can't take that so and then i was just like what am i gonna i want something like funny and creative and then i was like wait eight and then i was like wait eight like i just ate yes so that's just how it came up so i didn't think people were gonna get it that wrong for a bit but i'm an idiot no you're not <laughs> just you're not i mean i mean i still have people that are like have been eating there for years and they're like oh ate and i'm like <laughs> it's eight but it's okay but it's just like a play on words it's like the number and then the past tense of eating and i i thought it was creative i don't take well any- i love like knowing the yeah. background to yeah. it because that makes it even more yeah. like you know uh powerful yeah that i mean, I mean to it me gets that anno- is brilliant it gets annoying when you're doing like paperwork or like calling for service and you're like uh it's eight and they're like what and i'm like eight te <laughs> just just the number come eight. on through yeah <laughs> i know like some people still didn't even know i was a restaurant like and i was like what do you mean it says cuisine like, right out there i know there's like a chicken wing on the window. yeah <laughs> they're like i thought you sold clothes i was like no yeah okay i mean didn't Next. even just j- yeah right. just looked and we're like this didn't even think twice yeah but that's that's it it's eight just it was it's a lucky number yeah that is fantastic like thank you for sharing that You're with welcome. me and yeah so I, I was telling a couple of people i was interviewing you and they're like i love that place oh yeah i go to the dentist and then i hit that place mm-hmm. up or i eat and then i go to the dentist uh so i mean you know your restaurant's just incredible you're incredible i mean what advice would you give to somebody who maybe wants to open up a restaurant and isn't necessarily a cook have a clear path of what you want to do you know if you don't have a game plan you're going to be so lost and pulled into so many different directions I think, I mean, like I said, I don't really update the social media that much. I really just focus on Facebook if I really need to. But also, you know, I know it's a little different. Everyone hops on the social media, but like concentrate on the bones of the restaurant. Yes. 
just because you have a great social media manager and you do all this and cool pictures, like what about your food? Mm -hmm. Like I know so many places that have like a great Instagram aesthetic, but like I don't hear great things about the food. Mm -hmm. Like something's off with this or whatever. Like I'm glad that I can brag and be like, yeah, my food's good. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't update the Instagram. Maybe I don't like keep you up to date on cool artsy photos. Okay. But I know my food's good. And that that's the bones of the restaurant, okay? Service, food, and, you know, keeping the lights on. Yeah, oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think some people, I think we were talking about this before we started, like kind of focus too much on maybe like the clout and the fame or whatever of like having a business, like, hey, this is the face. I keep my my private life very separate from the restaurant. Yes, you do. Yeah. Like, because I saw it with my parents. It was more like, oh, that's Betty and Raymond. They own Bamboo Garden, blah, 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 blah. There's dangers to that. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to all the business owners that are listening to this. Um, I think it's great that some people are the face of their product. And I think with some things, it totally is appropriate. Like, you know, swimsuits and jewelry and stuff. Like, you guys are the models. People Mm want to know that it looks good. But, like, you also have to be really careful. I grew up, you know, hearing about the dangers of, like, people following you home Mm -hmm. and robbing you. Mm -hmm. Because they know who you are. You know what I mean? And they know what your car looks like or whatever. Like my parents instilled that feel that fear into me. You know what I mean? So that's why I keep my private life very separate. I'm not posting my face or like sending out videos like, hey, it's me, Megan, and I'm here at eight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not knocking on anyone who's doing that. That that probably works for your business. But for like my own insecurities and anxiety, like I keep that very separate. I like to be able to go out have a drink and nobody like kind of stare at me and be like yes that's so nervous look at her drinking that vodka and i'll Mm -hmm. be like wow okay well this is a double let me me just scooch on over (laughs) just kidding um but like you know what i mean i i try to keep my 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 personal life my private life very separate i want my restaurant to be the focus Mm -hmm. i want the food to be the focus i don't need me to be the focus and maybe some people will think that's a mistake and that I should be like on there more or something. But I, I like to be very private. Like my friends know who I am. My family know who I am. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my customers, my regulars, they see me exactly. and they like to see me there. They don't need to see me on the you know Facebook page or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They just want to know that I'm there and I'm keeping an eye on things. Yeah. I'm cooking. So Yeah. Well, and I also think it's really neat that you're not following the status quo per se Mm. that you need a huge social media presence if you own a business and you have to be you know on it all the time and regular 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 and structured 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 you're doing what feels right to you and your business i like gotta give it to like some of my friends they like have their business pages and they're like posting three to four times a day i'm like dude you know what for your business that is perfect yeah i applaud you and it's great you know what i mean but for me I don't focus on that. I focus on what's happening inside the restaurant. Mm-hmm. In real time. Yeah. In real and life. And for other restaurant owners, like, or bartenders or, or you know, bar owners, I, I don't think there's anything wrong if you are the face of your business. That's totally cool. But for me, my focus is on something else. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want people to know <laughs> what I look like and, you know, be able to spot me in the crowd. You know what I mean? I really for sure. do try to keep, keep it separate. Yeah. No, I respect that and I totally understand it. 
Um, Megan, you're incredible. Your restaurant's incredible. Your Thank food you. is incredible. I'm so grateful that you decided to keep your restaurant in Corpus. That's yes. big to me because being born and raised in Corpus, it means so much that you were like, I'm out of here and I'm going to open up in a bigger market, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yo, I like, could have been teaching your kids. <laughs> I could have been teaching your kids right now. Um, or, I would have been okay with that too, or but been I'm like even happier the worst dermatologist in Austin. <laughs> Those were that's those those were the other forks in the road, basically. But I'm glad I stuck it out and I believed in myself. I mean, I was very very nervous, but I'm I'm very happy I stuck with this. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't emphasize it enough that you kept it here because yes. it's so many people just want to leave. Yeah. So I appreciate you. Um, I can't wait to go in there and try a burger. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me.